You are now listening to The Bannerman, an L.A. Kings podcast. We are less than a week away from opening night in the NHL. The Kings are having problems scoring. There's guys on the injured list to start off the season. Hockey is back, baby. Hockey is back, Vardy. How are you feeling tonight? Um, doing okay, I guess, all things considered. The last couple of weeks have not been uh, a ton of friendly news in terms of Kings fans, I suppose, but uh, such is life, I guess. <laughs> such is life for the Kings fan, indeed. Mm-hmm. Indeed. Mm-hmm. And uh, we were talking about actually doing this episode a little earlier than we ended up doing it, uh, but news has just kept happening every day and we kept pushing it. We're like, hey, let's wait for another day of cuts. Uh, then we got injuries and we got a significant injury last game. So here we are, a little later than we wanted, but we wanted to get the full, we wanted to give you guys the full Kings preseason experience. full Monty. You know what I'm saying? you will. Uh, The full banner. Yeah. And so let's talk about the preseason. It wasn't great, but we've never really put a lot of stock into preseason. Uh, The best part of the preseason is seeing who's going to fill those empty roster spots, if there are any, who's going to be competing in camp and things like that. Uh, So Tuesday camps will i guess essentially close and rosters mm-hmm. will be complete opening night rosters will be complete we'll find out who made the team uh for the kings there's some <laughs> interesting things going on now already because gabe velarde's injury he was expected to be in the lineup opening night obviously his injury came up but then in basically a throwaway game that meant nothing and the kings proved that it was nothing to them too dustin brown gets <laughs> Dustin Brown gets hurt uh, from a Kopitar slap shot, I believe. Right Irony on the hand. Of right. Um, we for years, for years we've been we've saying, been at the right, guy shoot to, the puck, shoot. <laughs> and uh, he hits his best buddy right in the hand. Broken finger. Doctor Vardy, what is the timetable? I took a guess on Twitter, but I'm going to ask you now. What is the timetable on a broken finger to return to full action? I think that's. I think that four to six is pretty standard for most bone breaks right um it might be a little bit easier it just depends man it depends because the hand is obviously so critical to a hockey player it's about how well you can grip the stick it's about you know how much pain you can tolerate so you hear sometimes about people who have broken fingers and depending on which finger it is like if it's a broken pinky sometimes guys can just kind of get by with a good splint but if it's like a broken index finger or middle finger or thumb something like that that you really you know, you need it to grip a stick and to get a shot off. And every time you receive a puck, it's it's tender. You're, you're going to wait through the whole thing. And then obviously it gets more complex if it's just a break or if there's ligament damage as well. Right. You know, like a hyperextended finger. And then you have a lot of flexor tendons in the, in the hand and stuff that can kind of evolve or like rip off a piece of the bone. There's no way to know. And it's... um. I don't know. I don't want to speculate too much that they kind of they put the indefinitely tag on it as opposed to actually yeah. giving it like a timeline. Um, very similarly, they put the indefinitely tag on Brodzinski. And I think, you know, just just seeing how he went down in a heap. On right. That I forgot Brodzinski. Yeah, I forgot Brodzinski. Yeah. Another injury. I mean, he wasn't I don't yeah. think he was a lock to make the team, but he's as close to a lock. I think I think if the Kings had if their plan 
as they as it is right now, as we're kind of getting from from LA Kings insiders, for them to go with thirteen forwards, if that was always their plan, I feel like Brodzinski was was going forward. to be amongst right. those thirteen, or at the very least, was your first call up. You know, right, right. And then with Velarde getting hurt, I think that pretty much was like, all right, well, I guess Johnny's on the team now, that kind of thing. And then it's just been a little bit of next man up, next man up, next man up. And and these aren't even minor injuries. You know what I mean? Like these are – you're talking weeks to months kind of injuries for these guys. And Velarde's is completely open-ended. I mean we, we have no idea necessarily when he's getting back. I guess we got a little bit of good news that he was out there handling pucks uh, in full gear yeah. just a few days yeah. ago. But I have, I have no idea what that means for him. Yeah, and things can change pretty fast because now we're looking at it and we're talking about – Emerson Edom possibly making this team, which was inconceivable a few weeks ago, um, and I'm not, I don't think I'm exaggerating there. Yeah. Uh, but funny thing, you know, funny is sad. We had a fantasy draft today, Vardy, and I don't think anyone took Dustin Brown. They didn't, and that is a, a crazy thing to say for a 14-team keeper league to yeah. not take Dustin Brown. But again, you don't want. I guess you don't want a player kind of rotting on your roster for over a month, but I mean they also haven't put him on IR yet, right? That like you too, can right? always you can always pick him up and drop him in the IR slot, but that hasn't happened yet, which I don't know. Anyway, that's yeah. more of a fantasy technicality than anything else. But yeah. So it was our fantasy draft today, guys. If you that remember our, last season, yes. we went live with that. Uh, we were recording a podcast as we were doing our fantasy draft. Uh, we thought better of it this year. I think that was a good call. Um, even though I the did win, was just insurmountable last year. Trying to trying to talk and draft at the same time. Yeah, was, actually, guys, it was a all Bannerman final in that true. one in that league, fourteen uh, team league. Vardy and I battled it out in the final. Uh, I was victorious. It was a very gentlemanly series. We <laughs> shook mm-hmm. hands afterwards and everything. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I hope we didn't shoot ourselves in the foot, man. Maybe we should have done the live draft thing again. Thinking I, back, I was saying the, the it, in the chat, had. in the league chat, someone said, "What? No live uh, podcast this year?" Oh, and I, really? <laughs> and I was like, "Maybe we should have because it worked out so well for the both of us actually last time." Um, but uh, yeah, um, that's yeah, that. I, I, I couldn't have definitely done that. I I had obligations otherwise i was drafting on my phone the whole way through i didn't even i didn't even get to make my last pick i had no idea what it was until i got home and i took a look and uh the hockey gods felt it uh, necessary to uh, give uh, give give me zach hyman on that's my actually roster. dude that is a, it's not bad it's, it's a sleeper bad. pick for your last <laughs> pick that is a good pick because uh yeah. he's uh he's kind of buddies with matthews and they're always babcock's always looking to playing with matthews and at times i think matthews maybe wants to play with better players but it's a very odd dynamic in toronto we'll get into it because ladies and gentlemen this is our season preview episode it is indeed we will be going through the national hockey league going through all the teams making our predictions on the standings um and delightful musings as always in between so how about it vardy um before we actually before we get started question for you who's gonna make the team from the Kings. So you got now two spots, essentially. Mm-hmm. Um, the main candidates, it seems, are Edom, Anderson, Dolan, and out of nowhere, Austin Wagner. Now, I, I because in the preseason, that there's one thing that was consistent. It was that when he was on the ice, he was flying all over the place. Yeah, and I think uh, 
was it against the Ducks? He had that one goal against yes. Miller where he basically started at the red line and beat out the defenseman yes. at the blue line and and had maybe three three four strides before he actually. I mean, that's that's a beauty of a highlight. I realize it's preseason, but you want to see a dude with some straight line speed. That's it right there. Yep. And um, and I think that he he's he's got that going for him. And as the Kings keep trying to shift into more of a a speed kind of team, um. And, uh, you know, John Stevens has kind of mentioned that he, he doesn't exactly have the lateral speed, the kind of quick cuts and uh, acceleration, if you will, of like a McDavid. You know, like McDavid goes from yes, zero he, to McDavid nowhere in like one that, step. He also has that east-west speed exactly. and not just exactly. north-south. That makes him exactly. just a nightmare to defend as right. Drew Doughty. Right. Um, but Wagner's got that straight line speed. You know, yes, it, yes. it kind of reminds me of a uh, like a Carl Haglin kind of mm-hmm, speed, mm-hmm. you know, and, and he's he's kind of that kind of player, I think, too, where maybe the, the hands and the head can't keep up with the feet, but the feet are just churning. And so opportunities keep kind of presenting themselves. I swear, Carl Haglin, every time I see Carl Haglin play, he gets one breakaway a game and like fumbles the puck. Yeah. He'll get there and completely terrify everyone and be like, oh, man, this is a guarantee. I feel like Wagner's going to be that kind of a guy. Well, I'll take – you know what, man? I hope he's more – I don't mean that in a bad no, no, way. No, no, I know. I, I hope he's more Carl Haglin than, let's say, Craig Johnson who could skate like the wind. don't speak that name. <laughs> yeah, well, he could skate, uh, but that's about it, right? Um, Luis Mendoza from the Mighty Ducks second movie. That's That was <laughs> Craig Johnson right there. So I guess right now I'm thinking um, – I think I think Anderson Dolan's going to get the nine game look. All right. I think he's I think he's earned that, and I think um, the Kings understand that it could go a long way in his development to give them that, to give him the opportunity to get that cup of coffee because they don't sacrifice anything contract wise, and this is about as optimal a situation as you can have with you know so many injuries where. OK, maybe we throw him on. We, we give him a little opportunity to play and then we send him down. And I think at that point, um, Wagner will then be brought onto the team because he doesn't have to be um, he doesn't have to be exposed to waivers, to my understanding. Mm-hmm. And so they can send Wagner down, have Anderson Dolan play the nine games, send him back to junior, then bring Wagner up at that point and let him play. And that gives you time, I think, with Velarde to kind of get a sense of, OK, What's going on with his injury? Is he going to be able to, you know, play? I think Velarde starts on IR on the roster, and I think they'll put Brown and obviously Brodzinski on IR on the roster. So my guess is it's going to be those guys, and I think Edom, they're going to try to work out a maybe a two-way deal and see if he'll end up going to the AHL, um, something along the lines of what they had with maybe uh, Setaguchi or something like that. Yeah. That's, that's how I think it's going to go. I think that's pretty much my feeling too. Um, I think it would be not a mistake, but it, it just wouldn't make sense if it didn't give Anderson Dolan that look at this point, yeah. because it's just, it's nothing to lose. He's had, he's just only gone better every time you put him in any kind of scenario where right. it's like the next level for him. Uh, I would love to see him, get the nine games and in reality you were probably going to give that spot to Velarde. Um so it's almost like why not Anderson Dolan? You know, right? That spot was reserved kind of for a kid who's gonna break into the lineup very young. So just let him have it. Maybe he shocks you, absolutely yeah. stuns you in nine games. Um and if not, uh hey, maybe Velarde 
in those nine games gets ready and he can come yeah. back and that's just the switch you make so what it, it's just it's it's crazy how quickly things can start looking down for a team and i i think this is what now the third straight season where a significant veteran roster player right will have been injured basically within the first week of the season right because it was quick then carter now brown mm-hmm. um back to back to back right the first two and, the first two weren't injured in training camp or preseason but they were injured very I mean, early pretty on. early on yeah, yeah. I'm trying to think back. Didn't we? Did, wasn't Martinez also hurt for a period of time to start last year or the season before? I feel like either Muzzin or Martinez were also out for kind of this indefinite. Maybe I'm maybe I'm misremembering things. Martinez was definitely out at the end of one of the playoffs a couple of years ago. But I'm trying to remember. I think. Yeah. Well, we did. I mean, there was a revolving door of defensemen last year. Yeah. Because there was this mcdermott times and then the fenberg right, times like early on and, right <laughs> uh mcdermott on waivers by the way everyone um who called it you did i said he would i said he would play another game in a king's uniform which he still might i think he, he probably clears uh but if he doesn't that's it man vardy <laughs> vardy with a quick win I, on that I'm, little debate yeah i'm not proud i'm not proud <laughs> yeah you know, it's another interesting, interesting kind of um, tidbit is uh, with Daniel Brinkley, mm-hmm. and and I think every inclination right now is that they're actually going to send him back down, and he'll kind of be your first Call defensive up. recall. Yeah, yeah. From that standpoint, so so uh, so does that mean Fenberg is going to? Yeah, I think take. I think we're. The, the I think we want Fanta one more time, baby. I guess so. I guess so. Uh, James Neal smiling <laughs> like a cheshire cat right now <laughs> exactly circling that date on his calendar <laughs> exactly 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 no we're kidding i hope he does well uh, i'm more excited for brickley and uh, i think he'll be fine it'll be a short timeout for him i think in ontario but yeah. hey don't rush him it's fine man uh we <laughs> might as well everyone else is injured <laughs> just yeah I don't know if you're getting I don't know if you're getting the sense here, guys, as to where we're looking about the Kings' fortunes this season. But uh, this this is just icing on that nasty, nasty cake. <laughs> well, actually, I, look, I don't feel too bad about him, and I guess we can get into it now, Vardy. Yeah. Season preview time. Drum roll, please. Thank you. Uh, last we'll, we'll put in the drum roll afterwards <laughs> in editing, guys. Absolutely, that's the magic of it. Um, last year we started out east. We're going to do it again. Uh, we started out with the Atlantic Division. I guess we start with the winner. Is that how okay. we did it last year? Yeah, yeah, I think that is how we did it last year. I think year. last year we started from the bottom. No, no, and then no. we were there. <laughs> no, we started from the top because I remember you said that Montreal would win the Atlantic Division. <laughs> Sorry, Marty. I know you asked no, me not okay. to bring it up. <laughs> it's okay. It's okay. Um, I got McDermott right. That's right. And I, I have a feeling you don't have Montreal winning the division. I do not. This year. So go ahead and tell me who you have in the Atlantic division at the top. I have Tampa Bay mm-hmm. on top. Mm-hmm. Yep. I do too. Uh, I guess we could scratch that one off. You know, still so freaking good on paper. No Steve Eiserman, but guess what? He's not playing anymore. Yeah. He built the team and he left. Whatever. Uh, yeah, they're still going to be good, man. Yeah, I, I don't see a single weak spot for this team. They've got lines upon lines of forwards, young guys who are still on entry-level contracts or early on in their career who can yeah. contribute and are only going to get better. Elite goaltending. Vasilevsky, yep. 
Vasilevsky is not even close to peaking, in my opinion. And Hedman, obviously coming off a Norris season, you know, it's... Mikhail Sergachev a little bit older, right, one year exactly. under him. I like, mean, you just tell, tell me where they're weak. You know uh, what I mean? Um, it's tough, man. It's tough. I'll, I will say there is no, obviously, perfect team. Um, but you want to talk about a team with the least amount of holes, it's probably Tampa and maybe you could argue Nashville, who we'll get yeah. into. Um, yeah. But, yeah, man, I don't see how – I mean, that's not true. There is a way they won't be first. But if I had to – you know, go all right. in, I mean, go all in on one team winning the Atlantic. Uh, I go Tampa Bay too. Yeah, so. yeah. I mean, barring injuries, barring all those things, and there's always a little bit of an X factor of luck. But on paper, yeah. I think I think Tampa is uh, is is up there, cream of the crop, in yep. my opinion. Um, I have Toronto at number two. I agree. Holds on defense. Yes, yep. no doubt about it. But sweet, sweet mercy, that offense is disgusting. You don't have to play defense if the other team never gets the puck. Or if you can score 10, you can yeah. only just, you know, make sure they only score nine. Yeah. So that works too. Uh, the 80s Oilers would attest to that. Um, Nylander, this is the big thing now. William Nylander right. is unsigned, is holding out of camp. I think he's going to sign. Look, Does that even seem like a smart move to you? I mean, when you're like, when you're easily the fourth best forward on your team, you know, is holding is, out even a smart thing. You at know that what point? it is from what I've read and everything and heard. Like, the Leafs are trying to give him about between six and six and a half. Okay, and he doesn't want it, and, and that's just madness to me. Okay, you are not there yet. You're you're potentially a great player, as they say in Toronto. Uh, Bill Nye, the wrist shot guy. He's a good player. He can shoot the puck. He's young, but he's not Matthews. He is not. He's not even Mitch Marner. With all due respect, he's that third guy. He's that third option that's on the team mean. from the young core. Anyway, six to six and a half, man. That's right where you need to be on a bridge deal. Sign the deal. I think he will. I think he'll come to his senses. Um, he'll sign, and they'll just be even more disgusting than they were. Right. Unless, unless the bigger overall question is. Do you even want to be in Toronto anymore or are you feeling as though you want to be the guy somewhere else? Like you want to prove that you can be better than the other two or three guys? Uh, <laughs> I don't like your chances, man. Um, That's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. Like why would you not? Mitch, why Marner, would you not? Mitch Marner is at like itching to go crazy. At any moment yeah. here, he's a dynamic player. Austin Matthews is, might be a top three player in like a year or two in the whole league, if not now already. Uh, so to sign the deal, and we haven't even we haven't even mentioned Tavares. Right, once. they got him too one time. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that guy. <laughs> yeah, and, and they still have just all kinds of weapons up and down the lineup. So I think he'll sign. I got Toronto at two. Who do you got at three? I have Boston mm-hmm. at Me three. Too. Actually, are we just are we just copycatting each other right now? So far, did we just so far. best friends? <laughs> yes, we did. Banner buddies. Just now, guys. It happened on air. Yeah. Um. Yeah. No, man. Boston. Boston really impressed me last year. Um, and I think their defense, especially, is coming along nicely. Charlie McAvoy. I think you you were very high on him last year, and rightfully so. Um. Yeah. Yeah. I, I don't think. think that, I, I think he. I mean, for his expectations, might have even had 
an average season last season but you sometimes right. you remember his age and all that and you just take a step back and you're like right. okay he's this kid's still going to be a top pairing defenseman when it's all said and done right and tory krug i think is um has a minor injury now like left the last preseason game in a walking boot and so mcavoy might start as their top option anyway yeah um and then and then Pasternak obviously just had a hell of a season yeah just and that just that line in general that's with that's him what it Bergeron is man and Bergeron, Pasternak, Jake DeBrusque, right? He had mm-hmm. such a great season. Krejci, I think he had a bit of a, I don't know if it was a bounce back or. You know, he's he, always he, a good player. He he's just gets kind hurt of a, a lot. right. That's right, all right. it is. He's like a tweener, second line, solid center. He's Stumple. <laughs> I, I think he's better than Stumple. Just, I'm just saying in yeah. terms of position, not right, in terms right, of right. ability. No, I'm with you. At Tuka Rask, uh, st- still good, still a great goaltender. And now they have Halak backing him up. Right. I believe so. Now they're a little deeper there. Rick Nash is gone. Uh, <laughs> no Rick one knows. Nash's whereabouts have not been verified. Yeah. He's not playing, it seems, yes. this year, unless some yeah. surprise something happens in the next few days. But he's but out. He hasn't retired yet. No. He's contemplating life. Uh, one of the highest paid players of all time, by the way, if you just rack up all his salaries, especially yeah. in the modern. Anyway. Um, so Boston three and for number four, I have the Florida Panthers. Jinx. Pat. Oh, you too. Look at this, man. This is not entertaining man. at all. No. Guys, if you turn the off the podcast right now, I understand. <laughs> I understand completely. But no, they had, I think they had a good second half of the season. Mm-hmm. Um, I think they're figuring things out. They're a little more stable. Last year, they were just, no one knew. What the holy hell was going on there? Uh, they made Barkov the captain. I know that's like it's tough to say. Oh, look, things are stable now, but that does matter a bit. You know the direction you're kind of moving in. Uh, they added Hoffman in that magnificent <laughs> trade <laughs> between the Shark Senators and the Panthers. Um, and then, man, just like that, you look at their lineup. You're like, man, this is something's cooking here. Uh, right. So, so if Roberto can hang in there he's getting up there in age if he can give him a solid season i think florida is a threat um for the playoffs for sure yeah i think i think they're all things considered they're easily a 90 point team mm-hmm. it's just a question of can you get that extra six to eight points that i think you need to make the playoffs and pretty standard across the board they got a lot of good players they got a lot of like young guys coming up um uh they got um uh Shoot, I'm blanking. Is it dead enough? Dead enough, yeah. yeah. Dead enough. Dead enough. They got dead enough back last year from the KHL. He was doing really well. Aaron Eckblad continues to do well. You know, it's. Yeah. I think. I think they're an evolving team that, like you mentioned, is starting to figure things out and uh, can definitely challenge to be in the playoffs. Yep. All right. So number five, Vardy. Okay. This is where it might get interesting. <laughs> I don't know. The odd? No, I'm kidding. <laughs> At Buffalo, I think I think the Sabers are going to be number five. I have in the Buffalo division. too. Damn it! Yep, I have Damn Buffalo too. Let's see, let's see, let's see if we're going to go eight for eight on this one. I'm now I'm curious. Uh, but yeah, go ahead on Buffalo, and I'm sure I'll agree with a lot of the stuff you're saying. I, I just think they've made a lot of smart moves. I think yes. obviously you know, you had Dolan fall into your lap, right? That's that's easy to to start with a cornerstone defenseman as it's a nice way to turn your season around. But then they get Jeff Skinner, you know, like I think that's a that's a strong move mm-hmm. to make. I think 
Um, now I have to think about who else. They got another guy I'm trying to think right now. I'm blanking. Um, an acquisition? Yes. Well, uh, well, uh, if I may, uh, kind of an under-the-radar is Car- Car- Carter Hutton. Okay. In net. Because he had yeah. a really good season last year when Jake mm-hmm. Allen was going through his usual right mental gymnastics or whatever <laughs> was going on he stepped in and he had a really good stretch there with them a really good stretch and i think you look at their goal i think he might be their starting goaltender i'm not sure like i haven't really dove it's, deep it's in on buffalo man uh but to me that's the one that really because their goaltending has not been good no uh, no it is not it ha- no. it's been a problem for uh, the last few seasons so i hope if carter hutton can stabilize um and they get I don't know defense from Bristolainen and the crew there in the back. Right. If Rasmus Dahlin comes in as an impact player, you got Skinner, Eichel. If Okposo could come back, he was having some issues, um, some serious issues actually last season with his health. I think it was his mental health actually. It was yeah. like a very serious thing. He feels a lot better, he says. So that's great to hear. If they can put some things together, man, I think they could at least sniff something this year sniff the postseason maybe at least be a threat not be an easy night when you walk into their barn um so for that reason i have them i have them in fifth yeah i was uh i was thinking of um of uh connor sheary and patrick berglund also being added on i think sheary's is a good second line winger speedy guy has been played played well for uh pittsburgh for a couple seasons there um I think there's a lot of potential there. Casey Middlestat mm-hmm. is there just poised go. for a breakout, you know. So, I, I think Buffalo's kind of kind of be that that feel good story that that you know, and it always has been. It's a city that deserves to have a good hockey team. I think at all times, just kind of how we've talked about how Toronto, like it's it's a good hockey town and they deserve to have a a good hockey team. I think Buffalo's just like that. So. Let's hope for fifth in the division, guys. Let's do it. Hey, it'll be a step up for them. All right, who do you – That's true. You called Buffalo, so I have – Next team I have is Detroit. Yep. Wow, here we go. So I think we're going to go eight for eight on this because I think we both know who's going to be last. Uh, or at least we're going to There's predict. only one person who can be last. Yeah. So or one team who can be last, so, I should say. So let's just cover the last three together. Okay. We got Detroit, okay. Montreal, Ottawa, correct? Yep. In okay. that order. Okay. So for Detroit, it's pretty simple. Uh, Philip Zadina was sent down to the minors, mm-hmm. which pretty much ends my interest in them. I think Dylan Larkin is a good player. Listen, like I really do. I like him. Uh, but I just... There's nothing really appealing in Detroit for me anymore. Um, I think, obviously, with Zetterberg retiring, now you're really looking at the next phase of players. Yeah. I think Michael Rasmussen will be interesting. Right. Uh, he's he's someone I did not want the Kings to draft. Very, right. very vocal about that. So I am right. interested to see how he does, too. Yeah, good point. Yeah. Yeah. But I think that's really about it. And otherwise, you're just standing there waiting for i don't know erickson's yearly injury cronwald's yearly injury and then jimmy howard's yearly injury you know you have this strange mix of like young guys who are trying to kind of take over but then you're relying on these old guys who never really established themselves as being reliable franchise players and so you can't really pass the torch if you never had a torch to begin with that's kind of how i see detroit right now it's been a it's look uh, years and years of winning has a price and i'm sure they're exactly. willing to pay it um so 
no problem. They paid for it before the Iserman glory years, which almost extended like for a decade. So right. I don't really feel sorry for them at all. Uh, this is their time now to just take a step back, and that's that for Detroit, I guess. Yeah. Now the speculation is: uh, Are there more Iserman gro- gro- glory years coming? Yes. Yes, and I think form. there absolutely are. Yeah. I think I think that's what this is all about. I think it's not just you know a bold prediction on our part. I think much has been written and said about Steve Eiserman's wish to be in the Detroit organization in the and the GM role Ken Holland, a little long in the tooth. He's been doing this for a long time, very well I might add. Uh, right. draft-wise especially his team's been possibly yeah. the best. So, anyway. Yeah. Uh Montreal yeah yeah it just <laughs> it's team that i thought was gonna win last year <laughs> it stinks man i'm it sorry does. it stinks up in there and i and i felt it last year there was something not right there the fan base the team i think they were not believers in uh mark bergevin uh he has done nothing to remedy that he's he the trade of patcheretti which was i guess I don't know, a long time in the making. Um, Galchenyuk for Domi is another one. Weber mm-hmm. is going to be injured for a significant amount of time. So my question is very simple. Who the hell is going to provide offense for this team? Jonathan Drouin is not a goal scorer by definition. He is a playmaker, a very skilled one. So you're looking at one Brendan Gallagher to put the puck in your net because Max Domi is also not a natural goal scorer. So that's yeah. the one thing that jumps out to me. He's like, man, who the hell is going to like be Finish. an offensive threat on this team with your best offensive threat gone in Pacioretty? Uh, arguably your second best over the last few years, Galchenyuk. There's just not a whole lot there, man. It's Carey Price. He's got to carry the team again. Yeah. No, no pun intended on that one. <laughs> <It's>... <laughs> but yeah, so that's why I just don't – I don't see it, man. I don't see – how this is going to be any better than last year yeah i mean unless you really really believe in uh nick suzuki and tatar you know showing up and just really super adapting and arturi lekanen taking the step forward i mean these are you know what it is this 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 isn't it's question marks all over up and down all the way into the front office for this organization oh yeah and the scary part is the one guy that was never a question mark is right. now a question mark, and right. that's your goaltender because he's coming off just a brutal time, right? A brutal time last season. Um, so the one guy that was a constant is also now on kind of shaky ground, so you don't know what the hell is going on with this team. How the hell Mark Bergevin is still employed, I don't know. Um, but he is, and yeah. there you have it. Montreal, we have him at seven. Really, the only reason they're seven is because eight is just – the possibly the worst team in the entire league by a country mile yeah the ottawa I mean, senators yes and just, we've we've talked about them yeah. i want to say one thing last sure. episode i really went in on them mm-hmm. and i want to correct something about what i said i really went in to pierre dorian um i was mistaken and and this was maybe an emotional reaction, but in my mind, and we've talked about him before, this problem, the problem with this team is Eugene Melnick, uh, yeah. first and foremost. So maybe I was a little unfair to, to, to you know, criticize the trades by Pierre Dorian because we all know uh, who the puppet master is over there. And it's Eugene Melnick, and he's been 
nothing but a walking disaster there for the last, I don't know, 15, 16 months. His comments, his actions. Um, I'm very sure that Eric Carlson's issues with Ottawa were issues with Eugene Melnick. I think I don't think there was issues with Pierre Dorian um, and things like that. I mean, like there were certainly issues with Mike Hoffman, but I mean, that, that that's was different. Kind of taken care of. Right? That's different. And that's not something that was, well, I guess that's not true because it was going on all season. We just didn't know about it till later. But right. my point is, I think with Hoffman moving, I think had Eugene Melnick done anything right, um, I really do think Eric Carlson would have thought long and hard about leaving Ottawa or would have thought long and hard about resigning in Ottawa, I should say. So they're going to be yeah. last um, in the Atlantic. They have a good shot of being last in the league and having a shot at Jack Hughes. Oh, no. They don't have a shot at Jack Hughes. No. No, that goes to the Colorado Avalanche in the Matt Duchesne trade. Colorado, after making the playoffs, will have – Arguably or probably the best shot at landing the number one pick. <sighs> Jack That's Hughes. how you rebuild a team, folks. That's yeah. how you rebuild a team. That's the Atlantic. Right there. That's the Atlantic division. Uh, well, at least Brady Kachuk will hit some people. He will He will Kachuk some people, for sure. He, he'll Kachuk the hell out of someone. I'm yes. sure of it. Yes. Okay, Metro division. Metro division, I think Pittsburgh takes this one. I do, too. I think they, I think they end up back on top. Nine for I nine. think, uh, you know, they, Washington, um, I think is still drunk probably <laughs> and good for them. Rightfully. So I hope they, they drink all the way through the season. I could care less. They've earned it. Um, and Columbus was the other team that had kind of challenged for it in the past. And I just think that as long as Crosby and Malkin are on that team, you could, you know, tie a couple scarecrows around their hips and put skates <laughs> on them and they'll, and they'll put up 95 points each. Yep. Uh, one thing the key, the key acquisition for Pittsburgh, Jack Johnson. And tell me, he's just not going to roll in there and work out on that team. Tell I me, mean, tell me he's not going to roll in there like Justin Schultz. And all of a sudden yeah. it's like, Hey, Jack Johnson's not bad. Why didn't anyone want Jack Johnson? Because that's what Pittsburgh does, especially with defensemen. Yeah. So yeah, yeah. I have I have them first too, and I have uh, Washington second. Yep. All right. I ten, agree. Ten for ten, Vardy. Is this man? I don't like this. Um, we are the same person, basically. And for Washington, it's the same roster. Uh, new coach. They lost Jay Beagle, I think. Uh, yeah. Philip, Philip Grubauer. But they got Nicky Dowd, who we know and love. Nick Dowd, who can. Fourth line the hell out of anyone. I'll tell you. Who can officially now own the title of Journeyman Center? Journeyman Center at the ripe old age of what is he? Twenty six or yeah, whatever he's a, he is. He, I think he's a Jersey number age. Yeah, um, magical time in a boy's life. So the obviously the trot stuff was kind of nuts, a little crazy. Um, but other than that, man, I don't. Washington fans, if for whatever reason you're listening to a Kings podcast right now. Sit back, enjoy, man. Who cares Seriously. what happens this season? Seriously. Who the hell cares? Twenty thirteen, after the Kings had won, I didn't get. They could have lost every game, and I wouldn't have cared. I think I didn't enjoy it nearly as much as I probably should have. In hindsight, you know, it was just. Uh, uh, I don't know. I. I started having like visions in my head of franchise, and then that's not to say that they weren't, you know like a bit of a dynasty for those three years. 
but I just I think I put the cart ahead of the horse a little bit well, there you get instead excited. of living in the moment. You yeah. get excited. Uh, I, yeah. I will say that I didn't really care until the playoffs started again. Right. In 2013, and all of a sudden, the Kings are, like, two rounds deep again. And I'm like, holy crap, here we go. Like, this yeah. team's, like, a real team. Yeah. Like, forever. Um, that whole regular season, I remember caring so little. I watched the games. Like, I couldn't even get – I couldn't even be – overly happy when they won or scored and i didn't even it didn't even bother me when they lost it was just so awesome i miss it now i care again and it, it hurts me yeah it hurts me anyway so just enjoy caps fans enjoy just, just let the let the winning just rain down over you it doesn't matter drown in it drown mm-hmm. in it um who you got third uh i have philly i do too man what's, what's going on this can't be this predictable it really can't but the thing is like this is calling philly third is not like a layup so uh, in that division no and we'll go we'll keep moving on but yeah go ahead on philly i just again i think this is just another team that's got a bunch of great players and went ahead and made the right moves i mean did they really need to get you know James Van Riemsdyk back? Probably not, but it doesn't hurt. Hell no. The, dude, yeah. it's 30 goals. Just, yeah, exactly. Like, But that, my point is like that's not what they were lacking, right? I think Provorov's a hell of a defenseman. Obviously, you've got great forwards in Drew, Simmons, Great, great offense. Outstanding yeah. offense. And, that, and that's that's still with the, the lingering questions of like Simmons' health and whether or not he was actually going to like play through the season. You just keep hearing that like, oh, maybe – Maybe they're going to trade him. I feel like I've heard his name yeah. getting thrown around a lot. And um, I think goaltending is really that's the one the shaky part for the Flyers. And uh, as is for any team that has had Ryan Elliott starting for them. <laughs> right. So right. that's, you know. And until, until, you know, all universe goaltending prospect Carter Hart actually gets in there and takes over, which who knows when that will happen. It uh, might even happen. Like We'll see. We'll see, but he's he's man. They love him. They love him in the prediction pools, prospect yeah. pools, whatever. They just you know if he, yeah. anyone listens to Jeff Merrick, he's all over this guy. So right, um, yeah. Like basically, basically, they're just waiting for Brian Elliott to trip over like a <laughs> you know like a, a loose table leg or something, and just like oh my god, Brian's in the corner. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I have Philly three for me too, man. Um, yeah. So number four. CBJ. Yep. Here we go. All right. Here's the thing with CBJ. Good team, man. There's, they just – I was looking at their roster today. And I was like, holy crap. These guys are really good. Dude, they have some talent, don't and, they? And Pierre-Luc Dubois. Uh, I'm just going for people maybe, for the maybe under-the-radar guys. He had a really good year last year. He's a child. <laughs> he's gonna, I, I don't know how under the radar you are if you're a top three pick, though. You know what I mean? I like, know. Yes, he, but like he's one of these guys. When you look at the team, you're like, okay, Artemi Panarin's there. You know, sure, sure. Uh, Sergei Bobrovsky's like a Vesna caliber goaltender. Seth Jones had like a big breakout year. Right. Like not Zach a lot Wierenski. of people. Yeah, Zach Wierenski's there. Not a lot of people will throw Pierre Luc Dubois' name in there, but he, I think he's he's primed to have like yeah. some kind of season. Um, I guess the unfortunate thing for Columbus is that <laughs> Panarin and Bobrovsky are like non-committal to the team right now. Right. Um, they're both of their contracts are coming up and they're just like, yeah, we'll see. 
and that, that can make a man nervous um right having those it's, two guys think, with uh, uncertain futures yeah and especially when you have a coach like torts where you know you're really pushing dudes to the grindstone and stuff i think if you don't have a full buy-in from the team and we've seen this before with tortorella right he kind of has this this you know honeymoon period where he really gets the best out of guys and then at some point his message just kind of sours and everyone's just like ah, i don't want to deal with this dude's like intensity any further and you do wonder that like how much that kind of starts seeping into the locker room from time to time uh, but i think again on paper in terms of ability in terms of you know uh having strength in in all positions they certainly have it it's just a matter of can they put it all together and can they put it together for 82 games? That's where I'm at with them. Yeah, we'll see. They are, I have a feeling they're going to be a fun team to watch. They are. Um, they and, are. And, I do, and I do look forward to watching them. All right, Vardy, let's see if we can keep this bogus <laughs> tit for tat nonsense going. Yeah. going yeah. Um, I have Carolina next. Yep. Damn it. Yeah. Carolina. Neither one of us believe in New Jersey over them, huh? <laughs> nope. <laughs> <laughs> the tri-state area <laughs> it's not looking too hard just, <laughs> not at all <laughs> just America's armpit to the veterans not, not at all um, I think Carolina is again one of these young teams that is like very much in transition and poised for a little bit of a breakout to me they're a step behind a team like Florida they just some of the guys don't have the experience, the, the the strength in positions and the security in certain positions, particularly goaltending, obviously, is still very much a question for them. But, um, and again, I don't know how much I believe that the trades that they made to get Dougie Hamilton and, and sending back, you know, um, and sending uh, Lindholm and Hannafin over to Calgary. I don't know how much of an upgrade that necessarily is for them, but it's a change. And maybe that change is all you really need. And now you have, you know, Justin Williams, who we all know and love is, is their obvious choice for captain. And I think that goes a long way to have a guy like that leading your team. I think they have one of the best defenses in the league. And this was, again, yes, you lost Noah Hannafin. Right. I get it, but you added Dougie Hamilton and you signed Calvin DeHaan. Mm-hmm. Um, that's a good-looking defense to me, and they already had a pretty good-looking defense. And then very excited to see what Andrei Svechnikov can do. I think he makes that team. Right, pretty um, easily. Yeah, pretty easily, and he just gives them another young weapon on that team. So they're going to be, I think, I think we felt last year they would have been on the up-and-up, but I think yeah. now um they really are and we can't forget valentin zikov and i'll tell you i this guy i don't know if anyone saw uh any of him last season but he looked pretty good in his short time in carolina towards the end of the season when they were already out of the playoffs he looked pretty darn good and i think he has an outside shot of being like a third line winger on this team mm-hmm. um and i've always liked him i always liked his game his personality i thought he was a big personality for someone who spoke barely any english so i'm kind of rooting for him too so i have like a little bit of an interest in carolina with williams and zikov being there once a king always a king and in, in god's heart not for everyone let's, let's <laughs> make that clear they're goaltending so it's yeah it's darling um and ooh. peter Mrazik. and peter Mrazik. there you go because cam wars in chicago now right 
Um, so yeah, that's shaky. That does not instill confidence. Right. Um, so but you got good defense in front of you. So you, you got, know, you got again, like I you said, got Slavin, one of the you best. Got Hamilton, you got the Han Falk. Yeah. I mean, that's a that's about as solid a four as you're gonna find, man. Agreed. Agreed. So, so there you go. All right. Now, <laughs> New Jersey. Yeah. I mean, obviously. Yeah. yeah. I obviously. Mean, I think they're they're a much better team than the Rangers or the Islanders, but just I don't um, think they're the team we saw last yeah. year either. That because that was a I, I don't think know it was a bit of a flash in the pan kind uh, of thing. Yeah, and I don't know how fair we're being to them because last year I think we had them as one of the worst teams in the NHL um, in our <laughs> season preview. I think we said they'd be dead last in this division, um, and obviously they way overachieved and they did it. With Corey Schneider struggling right, mightily. And Corey Schneider, I think, very highly of as a goaltender. I think he's one of the best 15 goalies in the league when he's on his game. I really do believe that. So it's very interesting to see how he performs this season. Because I don't think... Um, who is that? Is it Keith Kincaid? Mm-hmm. Is he still there? Blockade. Yes, he is. Okay, so... I drafted him. That's right. Good job. <laughs> Good pick. Um, so Keith Kincaid, like, can Keith Kincaid be the guy again? I don't think they want him to be the guy again. I think they want Corey Schneider to firmly be the guy for them because that's why they're paying him, and that's kind of the position they brought him in for uh, initially. So, again, man, up and down the lineup, you look at it, you look at Hall, you look at Nico Heischer, and then you just kind of look and you're like, how did they, how did they yeah. make you know make the playoffs the way they did? And obviously, the bottom line is, man, they need another season like that from Taylor Hall. And the reason right. he won the heart, a major reason, is because the point disparity between him and whoever the hell was second place on that team was so great that voters right. couldn't ignore it. So. Which That's, we pointed out multiple times when we were yeah. kind of making the argument that him and Kopi should be the top two heart candidates in yes. our mind is just because clearly they led the team. Clearly they were driving force for a team. The numbers objectively supported that fact as well. So, yeah, man, if Taylor Hall can put up another 90 point 35 goal season then yeah yeah definitely they can they can sniff playoffs but i just i just think that that's that's a tough thing to ask with the rest of this roster you know yes. nico he will take a step forward no question cal palmieri was hurt for a lot of last year and he's you know he's a solid a top six winger for them as well but then you know Travis Zajac has never been one to inspire me in any way in terms of production. It's just there's not a lot here. There's not a lot of meat on these bones, honestly. It was Taylor Hall, not 93 points. Nico Hishier had 52. Number three, Kyle Palmieri with 44. And he was hurt. He was hurt for like a good 15 games. Yes, he played 62 games. And then number four is Will Butcher. Five goals, 39. So – yeah. Who again was a surprise on defense for them, and I think he did fantastic. Yeah, and has a, yeah. and has a fantastic name because he's Bill the Butcher, mm-hmm. which is just delightful. <laughs> but that's that's all you got going for him. Yeah. So 
it's come gonna, on, build a butcher in the tri-state area. I love come it. On, you get I, I absolutely love it. I mean, it's, it's, just, it's too easy. I'm there for it, buddy. I really am. Um, <laughs> okay, so I'm curious who you have last and thus who you have in seventh because the battle of the worst in the Metropolitan Division are between the, I guess – Two teams that hate each other the most in this division yeah. are the Islanders and the Rangers. Who do you have last? Let's start from the bottom. I have the Island at the bottom. Ah, uh, here it is. Here is the is difference. This, where we this is. I have the Rangers. Man, it's like it's getting all the way to the last, bottom of this division. Dead last, the New York Rangers. Okay, tell me why you think the Rangers are worse than the Islanders. It is nothing short of a feeling, and just like <laughs> I'm telling you. Well, I'm convinced. I don't need to convince anyone. I'm not here. I don't care. Because um, last year, a feeling told me the predictions I made. And uh, I did okay, Vardy. Okay, I mm-hmm. did okay. But no, I mean, I don't know. I really don't know. And uh, the only thing I could think of is Matthew Barzal. And he's a dynamic player. He's If you like put those, smash those two th- teams together, he's the best player uh, from either team, in my opinion, at his young age. He's a rookie. Yes. Um, yes. Josh Bailey had 71 points, but let's not kid ourselves uh, where those points came from and how they came. Uh, and for the Rangers, man, just it's time. Just sell people off. Matt Zuccarello led them in points with 53. Okay, the leading scorer starts with a five. Let's just <laughs> – come on. Uh, Mika Zabinajad had 47 points. Kevin Hayes had 44. Pavel Buchnevich, who I think is probably going to be a pretty good player in the very near future, had 43. So you have four or five guys who had 40 points, one guy who had 50, and Chris Kreider. Yeah. Jimmy VC never turned out to be what he initially showed us yeah, he he's could a, be. He's a third line wing. Okay, so what are we what are we talking about here? Like Henrik Lundqvist had the worst year of his career. It's just, I don't see anything here, man. I don't see anything. If, if at least the Islanders and that's, you know, I I say this with great caution, you know, (laughs) Jordan Eberle's coming off a good year. Uh, Bailey's coming off a good year. Barzal, uh, they have Anders Lee, who's, you know, historically does decent. So this is just, if you're talking about a strictly a battle of the bad, I suppose, like, Barzal had 85 points, man, and he was not playing with John Tavares last year. Yeah. Um, Anders Lee would be their leading scorer. Jordan Eberle would be the Rangers' leading scorer. Yeah. I'm, go- I'm going island. <laughs> I'm going island, buddy. And you know what? They lost a lot, but you didn't do much for them last year anyway. Maybe so. I just I just feel like when you lose a guy like Tavares, you know. It is. I agree with you. To, that's not to take anything away from Barzil, who really, by all accounts, looks like he's going to be a franchise player for them. Um, I just think that if you cobble together the random remains on the <laughs> Rangers, you know. <laughs> I think you can you can muster up slightly more points than the Islanders, but really we're arguing somewhere between exactly. like you know seventy five to eighty points at best between Look, between these two teams. I don't think in April we're going to sit here and argue about like, haha! I told you 
uh, Islanders would be seventh. <laughs> you know, no one's gonna yeah. care. Really, no yeah. one's gonna care. Okay, let's go to the West, Vardy. All right, we've, we've beat this horse <laughs> yeah. enough. Uh, let's go to the Central Division. Uh, first place in the Central, you have Nashville. Wow. Okay, I got Winnipeg. Ooh. Yes. Now things are getting spicy. A little bit, I'm sure. <laughs> it's just a flip flop. We're gonna go right back to Bland. <laughs> exactly. In a exactly. Uh, okay. Uh, yeah. I, so, so since, okay. Yes. So, so I, I have I, I have Nashville second, okay. and I'm assuming have you Winnipeg have Winnipeg second. second. Okay. Yes. Good. All yes. right. Let's do this. Tell me why. I just I think, um, I think Nashville was able to maintain more of their roster, mm-hmm. and I think Winnipeg. Um, granted, they didn't have Stasny for most of the season. They got him at the trade deadline, but I think. You know, you lose a guy like Stasny, you're going to feel that a little bit. Um, and again, this is uh, uh, this is just another one of those like one A one B situations for me. Really, it just depends on how how things flop out. But yeah. I think those two are going to be the top two teams in this division because you could also have Nashville have Pekka Rene go down and maybe Juicy Soros, who looks like he's going to be. A, a pretty decent goalie for them. Maybe he just doesn't play as well as you would think. And yeah. Rene obviously was coming off of a Vesna season, which is nice. I don't know if he necessarily deserved it, but he got it. Um, I don't know. I just, I, I, I look at Nashville's roster and I feel like these are all the same guys who, um, who were making a cup run a couple of seasons ago. So yes. to me, I, I don't see how it gets any worse than, second at worst but i feel like they have a little bit more than winnipeg um, that's it yeah so nashville i think is the most complete team in the nhl uh, mm-hmm. with all due respect to tampa bay i think we talked touched on this earlier it's again 1a 1b with like who has the least holes is nashville and tampa in my eyes yeah uh, that being said i cannot deny winnipeg's offense it is sheer terror from mm-hmm. like one to seven it's just it is sheer terror like you got wheeler ehlers line shifley kyle connor brian little matthew pearl it's just on it's, and it's definitely- on and on it and and here's the thing yes their offense is better than nashville's and i do Look, I, the safer bet is Nashville. I'm going to give that to you right now. But I pick Winnipeg's based on pure dynamic offensive nastiness and and how much just yeah. how entertaining they are. Now, the big question is going to be Connor Hellebuck. Let's just throw that out there right now. Yeah. He did it for one year. Great. Uh, so did Cam Talbot two seasons ago. Right. You got to do it consistently, right? And they finally got some uh, solid goaltending, and look what happened. They went pretty deep into the playoffs. Right. They had their first real good playoff run in a very long time their defense i think it's half of it is really good and the other half is like uh we'll see about that so i and i think it's like their right side is really good and their left side kind of <laughs> has, has questions too uh so there so it's not a half like top top three versus bottom three it's literally a left and right half i, I think so <laughs> i think if you look at it you got bufflin uh, Truba, Myers, Morrissey, pretty good for uh, Kulikov's there. So there's the problem with that is the problem with their defense. I look at that and I'm like, who amongst those inspires me in terms of actual defensive play? Right? Yeah, no, not many. <laughs> uh, 
Josh Morrissey, Myers, maybe? Myers, Myers can, can reach from a face-off dot to the red line in one poke check, but that you know that's, he has to actually time it right and properly. Trouba, I think, is a good, well-rounded defenseman, but I, I wouldn't count him to be like a shutdown guy in any way. Bufflin, I think, is a terrifying human being, but <laughs> in terms of like actual defensive play, I, I think that that you know that's that's my issue here. I look yeah. at Nashville's defense and I I, I see a better rounded defense. Oh, well, I agree. Still, the best defense in the NHL. No disrespect to San Jose, but right. one to six, I don't think. They're yeah. still a better defense. Yeah, definitely. Um, so that's that's where I stand on yeah, that. Yeah, no, know. and I, I'm not – look, I don't even want to argue this too much because it is, like you said, so interchangeable between the two. Um, yeah. So I'm just going to move on to three, and for three I have St. Louis. Okay. So obviously you don't based on your I reaction. Uh, I don't. Okay, so who do you have? Let's go with that. I have Minnesota. Okay, well, you're going to love where I am, Minnesota. <laughs> um, so, uh, so St. Louis, okay. Um, they had, a, to me, a really good offseason. Uh, 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 we know at the time when the trades were made, we were like, I kind of shrugged it off and said, it just seems like such a St. Louis type of move. It's just St. Louis type players like O'Reilly, Bozak, and Maroon are just like, they just seem like they were made for a st louis jersey yeah um but that being said some of them had worn st louis jerseys before right but that being said man o'reilly and bozak are really good hockey players and o'reilly especially i think doesn't get enough credit for just how many things he can do uh on the ice in the center position i think he's a somehow has become an underrated center Mm-hmm. And I always, I've always liked this game, and I think, unfortunately for Tyler Bozak, he got really buried in Toronto because when they were terrible, he was their number two center uh, when things were going really bad, and he was still putting up good numbers. And then, in what seemingly was one summer, things got great for them, and now he was kind of buried in the center depth of Toronto all of a sudden behind Matthews and sometimes Kadri, and they would flip flop. So right. Um, I like them. I think Braden Shen, I want to see if he can do a, have another 70-point season like he did. Jaden Schwartz, I think, has another level he can get to. Tarasenko, 33 goals. Uh, I put my money that he's going to have more than that this year. It's a good team, man. There's a good, good team, team here. There's a lot of good pieces, and I think um, they're going to make the playoffs. Yeah. No. I, I, so I have I have them fourth. Okay. Um, and I, I agree with all of those points. Um, but there is I one, think, I know, I know the one thing <laughs> that goaltending yes, is the problem. To me. I mean, team. Jake Allen, when he's on, he's on, when he's off, it, he's who really, knows where he's at. He's yeah, really like, off, man. Yeah. Who knows where he's off, but, um, that's what it comes down to, to me. And not that, you know, not that you and I have ever been huge fans of Devin Dubnik, but, um, and the the Bruce Boudreaux factor to me always comes up with Minnesota. The man just knows how to get the most out of his players, and you have a smirk on your face right now. And <laughs> this is going to go back to what I said last season about this team. And this season, I think I just said, you know what? F this. <laughs> I have Minnesota last in the Central. <laughs> 
and I don't care who knows it. Last in the central. Yeah, I know because you look at this roster and you're like, who, who are these guys? It's like sometimes. I'm fighting. <laughs> there is this internal struggle going on where I'm like, this does not make sense to me. Um, Eric Stahl looks like a completely different player on Minnesota than he did the last few years in Carolina. Right. Charlie Coyle, I think, is a guy who, again, got hurt really early on last season. Otherwise, he was probably poised to be, I think, a 50-point guy, no question. Parisi has not been the same player in no. Minnesota that he ever was in New Jersey, and I'm not even looking for that to happen. Miko Koivu, again, getting older, going to be putting up 40-some-odd points. It's going to be a bunch of dudes putting up 40 or 50 points. Okay, yeah. that's 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 what we're settling on That's what on they here. do. Sure. Yeah. Grand but that's okay, Zucker, if you yeah. have if you have ten guys putting up forty points, you know, that's gonna reflect on the standings. It's not gonna be the same guy from one one night to the next, but that's okay. And I think Dumba and Spurgeon are actually two really solid defensemen. Brian Suter's there is never gonna be a bad defenseman until he's too old to play. There's again, it's it's a solid, unspectacular team that just knows how to play well. And I think that's that's perfect for Bruce Boudreaux hockey. And he's yeah. going to get the most out of these guys. Let if me, it wasn't for the fact that they were against two juggernauts in their division, I think they would even be higher than that. But, you know. Let me just say that I don't expect them to be last. Um, just, I really don't. Your soul. But, I am, but I am predicting that they finish dead last in the Central. It's just at some point – Look, Devin Dubnik, in my opinion, is not a good goalie. I'm, I'm sorry. Like, he's he's big. He makes saves. But then he'll allow these goals where you're like, come on. Like, come on, man. And I think at some point something's going to unravel with this team. Because really, I mean, if you take out Eric Stahl, who's had two now back-to-back outstanding seasons, your offense centers around, like, Grandlin and Zucker. Yeah. That's it. That's yeah. really it, man. Like Nito Niederreiter is a thirty-point player, or a forty on his best year, maybe he's a forty-fifty-point player. Um, Charlie Coyle, right? He's a thirty, forty-point guy. Another one. He's these random yeah. thirty. Miko Koiv was pretty much at now riding off into the sunset slowly. Like at some point, something's gonna have to give. Otherwise, my head's gonna explode with this team. <laughs> All right, guys. So yeah. Minnesota needs to suck for Cardo sanity is yes. what I'm hearing here. Yes, please, Good. Bruce. Please, Brucey. Good. Anyway, so you had terrific. You had Mini at third. I had Mini ahead of St. Louis, and then I had St. Louis okay. after them. So I have after St. Louis Dallas. Yep. Me um, as well. Hitchcock's gone again. Yes. <laughs> I feel like we do this every <laughs> season. Um, <laughs> Which I think is actually going to be a good thing for them. I think so too. I think. Uh, New coach, probably new results, better results. Uh, Nichush, Nichush, I, could, I can never pronounce this Nikushkin. guy's name. Nikushkin is back. Uh, he's 23 years old. He never really made any impact anywhere outside the world junior <laughs> from when he last played there. Uh, but all kinds of potential with this kid. We'll see what he can do. Again, man, like last summer, we were just talking about how good their moves were, right? We were talking about... Man, you know, they got Bishop, they got Mathot, they got Hansel. Like, they look like a really dangerous team. Radulov, right? Radulov works, has worked out, by the way, tremendously yeah. there. And I suspect that won't change. I think this year they maybe crack the playoffs or at least battle for the wild card there. 
Yeah. I mean, that would be... Well, you realize we're we're putting them as like number five in their division, and somehow they're gonna. Well, I have them at four. Don't forget. Uh, that's true. All right. I right. have many. That's right. I just want to remind everyone: yes. Minnesota is dead last. <laughs> <laughs> um, I think again, there's a there's some really really talented guys on this roster. Uh, Sagan, Ben Klingberg, who might be one of the most underrated defensemen if that's possible yeah. in the league um radulov obviously talented uh, i think there's a lot of good guys on this team um ben bishop you know <laughs> i don't know if, i don't know if the king sucked the life out of him but i just <laughs> i have never seen him actually go back to that vesna caliber goalie he was for a couple seasons in tampa yeah. um you want to talk about a guy who is big and pucks just hit him, but maybe I wouldn't necessarily classify him as like a good goaltender, mm-hmm. but he can get results if, if the people in front of him are doing the right things. Um, I just, again, I don't think that in this division they are better than the fifth team, in my opinion, yeah. okay. across the course, you know, looking yeah. across the course of an entire season. Yeah. Oh, and they also have Roman Polak now, which automatically knocks you down like a couple rungs. <laughs> right. Right. All right. Next, I have uh, Colorado. Ah, you see, I have Chicago ahead of Colorado. Mm. Uh, shows you how much I believe in what Colorado did last year. <laughs> uh, but yeah, go ahead with Colorado. I think uh, I think it's a lot of it is just an extension of last year. I think it's a bunch of young guys who believe in their system who. Uh, believe in mckinnon as being a you know a juggernaut of a freaking player for them um landis cog i think had a bit of a bounce back season you know um and certainly miko rontanen came on real nicely 70 point guy for them now yes and they have grubauer now as a as a bit of a more stable backup to varlamov who seems to always get hurt every season um yeah i just think they made you know some subtle moves nothing dramatic i still don't think they're gonna i don't know how they you know made the playoffs i'm trying to remember did they make the playoffs last year i can't remember oh yeah they did yeah yeah, they did they did i don't know how they made the playoffs last season i don't necessarily expect that to happen again but i think they're you know a talented team who just needs something like I don't know, the first overall draft pick, which is what Ottawa is going to gift them <laughs> yes. next season. So it'll yeah. be nice. It'll so work out well for yeah, them. Yeah, for sure. Um, look, this was not an easy thing for me to put Chicago over Colorado. But here's the thing, man. I look at Chicago. Um, Patrick Kane is 29, or they're going to be 30 this year, Kane and Taves. I think they're both going to be 30 when the season starts. Um, they're only 30. Alex DeBrincat had a good season. He had mm-hmm. 52 points. I think it's not crazy to think he'll have a 70 this year he's a good sure. young player Kane had 76 Jonathan Taves had 52 points um I think he's gonna get more than that this year I think Taves is the type of player I think Kopitar is a better player but I think they're very comparable in what they're capable of I think Kopitar has another I guess higher skill level than Taves Taves is more of a muck and grind Bobby Clark kind of a guy um but you look at this group Brandon Sada, 25, had the worst season I think he's had since his rookie season, something like that. He only had 18 goals. Like, 
there's no reason to think that Brandon Saad can't pop in 30 next year. So I expect just a little bit of a bounce back from Chicago. Granted, Corey Crawford's going through some uh, injury problems. They got Cam Ward. Uh, I'm not going to sit here and tell you that Cam Ward equals Corey <laughs> Crawford. But I'm also not going to say that it's you know it's not an upgrade on whoever the hell they had in net last year. Jeff Glass. I don't know who. Jeff Glass for a couple of times, Anton Forsberg for right. a lot so of So he's it. he's at worst, you know, Cam Ward at worst is like a poor man's Corey Crawford at this yeah. point of his career. So, hey, might be better. But again, you just – I refuse to believe that a team that was so dominant for so long can just go away to that degree. I, again, I'm not putting them in the playoffs. Let me just clarify this. Yeah. I just think they're better than what they were last year. Yeah, uh, I, I, it's hard, man. It's hard when you don't have your number one goaltender. Absolutely. You know what I mean? Absolutely. Like it's, that's, that's tough for any team to overcome. I just don't know if he's ever going to be healthy enough uh, to be that guy again. Um, and I agree with you. You know, Taves and Kane are definitely not, you know, riding off into the sunset anytime soon. They're still really talented guys. DeBrincat, like you mentioned, is coming on. Nick Schmaltz, I think, is going to come on and, and be a better player for them. Um but the fact of the matter is you have so much of your salary locked up between Kane, Taves, Keith, Seabrook, and Crawford at the moment. And, and Sod. And Sod. And Keith is on the tail end of his career. Seabrook, definitely on the tail end of his career. Crawford, maybe not the tail end of his career, but the mileage on, on that career is is plentiful. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it doesn't take much, I think. If you lose one or two of those legs, which is certainly a possibility across the course of a season, especially when you have, you know, older guys and you have the injury history of Corey Crawford, it can go real south real fast right. on you. Right. And that's that's kind of why I just don't think Chicago's gonna gonna rebound quite the same way. Yep. All uh, right. That's that. Mini last. Don't forget, guys. Minnesota the last. <laughs> uh, Pacific Division now, Vardy. Pacific mm-hmm. Division. Um, I suspect our first two teams are the same. I would even suspect our first three teams are the same. Um, but let, I'm just going to sound off my first three teams and okay. we'll see if it matches yours. San Jose, Vegas, LA. I have, uh, Vancouver, Arizona, no, <laughs> <laughs> um, San Jose, Vegas, LA okay, yep, in great. that order. Great. So that's kind of what I think. Is- yeah. So let's start from the top. Okay. San Jose, um, is this a reaction to them getting Eric Carlson and us kind of dooming and glooming about how good they're going to be? Or yes. is this an. <laughs> okay. Oh, you weren't done. My bad. Yeah. Is this um, actually the best team in the Pacific Division as it stands right now? Both? <laughs> Can it be both? It, it, yes. <laughs> it, I think it is both because here's the deal. Um, yes, their center th- position is still kind of in limbo. Uh, but I think like Doug Wilson might do something about that at some point because he can. Because that's what Doug Wilson does. <laughs> uh, yeah, uh, anyway, Doug uh, Wilson is just a doer, man. He just just yeah does random stuff. Like anytime I look at that, you're like, there's there's no way, nothing's gonna happen. San Jose's done. You know, this is the year where I don't fear playing them. Then they go out and they get Eric Carlson like out of nowhere. I just – they're a good team, man. Yes, they're getting older. Yes, Joe Thornton, you know, skates with a cane 
these days. That's okay. And I don't mean Evander Kane. I mean like a, like a physical, actual <laughs> yeah. walking cane instrument. Um, but they're a good team. And the problem is that as these guys are getting older, now you have the actual younger guys coming in and filling in and, and doing, you know, what they're supposed to be doing. Hurdle, Carlson, Donskoy. These are guys LeBanc. who... LeBanc. LeBanc. Yeah. And these are, you know, like, yeah, they're not all-stars, but they're doing... They're doing their their damn thing. And on top of that, you still have Pavelski putting up 50, 60 points a season. You still have Couture, most punchable face in the NHL, as my buddy likes to say. Of all time. Right, of all time. More than Pat Verbeek. <laughs> Man, that's saying, pretty punchable. saying a lot. More than Mike Ricci? That's a, that's a C. Someone beat us to the punch there <laughs> from every indicator. Anyway. That's right. Um, that's that's kind of why I think that they – you know, and and obviously they have Martin Jones in net. I think they have all the pieces to be the best team in the Pacific, and I think to challenge for the cup yet again. I think so too. I think what you mentioned about young guys are taking a step forward. Um, the older guys, they're going to continue to do what they do. Logan Couture is not an old guy by any stretch of the imagination. The only real old quote unquote player is Joe Thornton, and. His season probably can't be any worse. Uh, he played 47 games, and he had right. 36 points, by the way, um, which is pretty good. <laughs> if he can stay healthy, that's going to be just fine for them. Um, Evander Kane had a good little run there at his last 17 games. So, yeah, man, I'm with you. Um, the Burns, Carlson, Vlasic, unholy trinity, um, it's going to be tough times. It's going to be tough times. Yeah. And another reason is I think Vegas maybe is going to take a very tiny step back. Just a little bit. Just a little bit. And that's why I have them second. And still, man, Vegas is at second. They're better today than they were in June. And that is a yeah. nutty thing to say. Uh, the upgrades are Pacioretty over James Neal, Stasny over Perron. Uh, William Carlson, I think, is the key to yeah. all of this. Right, and we it, talked about that too. We was, did last episode. I'm reiterating, like th- this is what it comes down to, man. Can he be a perennial f- uh, forty goal guy, or forget it, thirty goal guy? I think Vegas takes that too. So that's kind of what it's hinged on. Can Flower be as good as he was last year? Um, the Riley Smiths, can they, you know, have the same impact on the team? Can that defense, which on paper looked brutal, um, be? The same defense with Nate Schmidt being having his little problem that he had, right. which I think is complete crap, by the way. We can get into that if you want. Yeah, I think um, it's just it's you know we <laughs> clearly everyone's predictions about them were were way off, and now you have a team that's completely bought in. Gerard Gallant has a bunch of guys who. You know, he tells them to jump, and they ask, how high, how far, and off of what Mm -hmm. do you want me to jump? And on top of that, now you're adding two legit players in Stasny and Pacioretty, and all indications are that they they have guzzled the Kool-Aid, just like everyone else has (laughs) in in that town and on that team. And it's hard, man. It is hard to have that much momentum, you know, both psychological and actual 
physical play wise to have that much momentum and not succeed. I think that they have every piece again to, to challenge for the cup, which is crazy to say. And I, I just know I'm going to dread playing them in San Jose, you know, 10 times combined between the two of them yep. this season. Yep. Yep. With you there. Uh, Kings third. Mm-hmm. I think that's I'm about, comfortable with uh, that. about right. I expect, you know, what do you say? Like, do you expect an improvement? Do you expect more of the same? Do you expect, I don't even know, maybe even more than we should be expecting. <laughs> this is a weird sentence to say. You know, it's it's weird. Honestly, I'll be, I'll be very honest with you. I think if it wasn't for some of the injuries already that have kind of hit the team, I would be a little more optimistic. To me, it, it all comes down to Stevens' system and what he was able to bring from these players. I mean, clearly these players, you know, especially Brown as the obvious example, yeah. reacted very well to having – a different voice, a different leadership style, a different play style. Uh, Kopitar had his best right, his best regular season in his history. Brown did, Dowdy did. So clearly, John Stevens is able to get something out of these guys to make them play um, well enough to make the playoffs. Yeah. Right. Um, I think the problem is that now you're getting hit with a substantial injury starting off the season with Brown and that's not to say he's not going to come back and they can't go on a tear. You know, it's an 82 game season, but I don't want to make too much of the preseason either. Cause there was maybe like one game where the entire roster was put together, but I just, I'd like to see more. Mm-hmm. I, I need a bigger sample size to really start believing that this team is going to get it enough together to be better than third i think they're going to be third by virtue of the fact that the other teams below them are a bit more of a shit show yeah but there's enough there where they should be able to be third comfortably provided that all the pieces fall into place that they did like they did last season yeah i mean strictly you know this was kind of done on paper right these rankings we look at it on yeah. paper we figure yeah, yeah, yeah. uh with healthy jeff carter uh you add Ilya kovalchuk to the wing uh who, by the, the way, I think is going to put up 50 points. I think that's, I think that's a reasonable expectation yeah. for him. Uh, he looks okay. Yeah, I mean, that one goal, obviously, in preseason was beautiful. Uh, Tyler Toffoli, I expect him to do better. Uh, Tanner Pearson, you expect him to do better. So by virtue of those things uh, and another year under Stevens, I just expect them to be back in the playoffs and then and to be back in the playoffs comfortably you have to be top three so i put him in third i mean it's yeah it's pretty much that simple um uh, that's that and for yeah i think both wildcard teams are going to come from the from the central in my opinion okay okay uh so i have edmonton in fourth okay uh, and calgary in fifth um i have I actually have uh, Anaheim in fourth mm-hmm. and Calgary in fifth. Okay. Okay. I think, even you know, it sucks that Corey Perry's hurt for them. It's, it's great for the rest of the league, I guess, that Corey Perry's hurt. But for Anaheim, it sucks. But really, I don't think that this is Corey Perry's team anymore. Not that it ever was, but, like, I don't I don't see Corey Perry as, like, a vital part of Anaheim break. anymore. Yeah. 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 You know, I think – Getzlaff is still very vital to that team, and 
Raquel is is the franchise going forward, in my opinion. Uh, whether Sam Steele makes the team and kind of starts coming on, um, I think Anaheim always finds a way with with their guys to kind of yeah. challenge. Yeah. And they're a well-rounded team, and they play hard. Um, and Gibson, you know, is, gives them solid goaltending, which keeps them in it all the time. Yeah. I think that's that's really important if you're not. You know, if you don't have a bunch of solid dudes up front, as long as you have a, a goalie in net who can who can steal some games for you, you're going to challenge for a playoff spot. So I think Anaheim, I put them over um, yeah. Calgary. And See, that. I don't know what it is, but I have Anaheim way down this year, mm. way way down. I noticed something. The Minnesota effect. <laughs> yeah, uh, it's just Kessler is like broken. Mm-hmm. Perry is out. Like, again, like you said, it's not really there's. a the second wave now that's taking over the right. team and i get that uh but at the same time i think there seems to be some frustration there maybe with randy carlisle i'm not sure maybe i'm reading too much into it but i don't know it just i feel like this is might shock a lot of people i think arizona is going to finish ahead of anaheim wow. um so i think it's going to go edmonton uh, uh after the top three edmonton calgary arizona anaheim vancouver you're just jumping right down these rankings, aren't you? Well, I'm just saying, like, just to give you an idea of where I think Anaheim sure. is going to be. And it's just, it's not a wishful thinking thing. Like, yes, I'm a Kings fan, but I'm not, you know, I'm not that, you know, much of a homer or that's silly to be like, you know, they're going to finish last because they're the sucks or some yeah. nonsense yeah. like that. No, it's not that. Uh, in fact, I had him, I think, ahead of the Kings last year in, in our standing. Yeah. So it's not that. I just feel like things are kind of not unraveling but trending down for that team gotcha and i think there's things are trending up for arizona i think calgary is going to be better and i think by virtue of Connor mcdavid like i can't imagine edmonton not improving um and when i look at everything that's happening in the pacific the shift that's happening i think anaheim might get left behind this year a little bit could be wrong most likely will be because like you said anaheim yes they do usually find a way uh, to really upset you and go yeah. on some kind of winning streak, Randy Carlisle or not, it doesn't matter. They yeah. always seem to have some kind of magic run, one goal game wins for like 15 <laughs> straight, something crazy like that. So, yeah, we did. I did kind of blast through my Pacific there, but yeah, that's where I'm at. I got Edmonton, Calgary, um, four or five, and then Arizona, Anaheim, Vancouver. Yeah, so we both agree on Calgary five. I think the Mike Smith factor will always linger. Uh, in yeah, my mind I think and prevent it, that team from look from the bottom line is better. every year i expect something out of calgary and every year nothing happens so at mm-hmm. some point i'm it's gonna be like okay like <laughs> fool me once <laughs> yeah fool me eight times you know shame on you <laughs> but the yeah. ninth time my friend no sir uh yeah. so no that's that's that i think arizona man i think they're looking okay. Uh, they're looking okay. Uh, I really like uh, Clayton Keller. I like Galchenyuk more than I like Domi, quite frankly. Mm-hmm. I think he's just a better player. Um, they made low-key, like, interesting moves over the last few seasons, and I think they're primed to not be terrible. Let right. me just put it that way. They're primed to not be terrible this year. Yeah, I can I can buy that. Um I think so. Since you blasted throughout, I yeah, had Calgary yeah. fifth. Um, I had Edmonton just below them. 
again, based purely on I don't believe in their defense at all, and Cam Talbot just gets absolutely shelled more than any other goaltender in the league. And again, you look at the results, right? Last season, didn't have a great year. Didn't even come close to the playoffs, despite the fact that Dreisaitl, McDavid, all those guys still put up their numbers. The year before that, Cam Talbot stands on his head, stopping like 93% of shots, even though he's stopping, you know, 500 more shots than any other goalie in the league, and they make the playoffs. So it comes down to that. If if Cam Talbot is the real deal and can bounce back to what he was a couple seasons ago, then I think Edmonton's got a shot to be a playoff team. If they don't, McDavid can put up 150 points and they don't make it. Yeah. No, agreed. Agreed. They have a lot of work to do. And honestly, like I said, it's by virtue of McDavid that I have them in fourth. But sure. when I look around, I man, that. there isn't a whole lot going on there on the wings. Yeah. Honestly, Jesse Pugliarvi, if he needs to have some kind of season. If uh, Kaylor Yamamoto is ready to play, like maybe, okay. But Milan Lucic needs to have a huge season. Right. needs to bounce back hard so does cam talbot and that defense needs to really take some steps forward but again just i think connor mcdavid is better than you know the entire Canuck, everyone canucks team Ever. so. <laughs> that's probably true uh, um i have arizona after edmonton mm-hmm. i agree with all the points you made i think they're headed in the right direction and i'm actually going to enjoy watching the kings play them you know, most right. of the time I watch an Arizona Kings game and I expect Arizona to beat us and for me to be frustrated. And that might still be the case, but I might actually pay attention to who's on the Arizona roster this time around instead yep. of just being frustrated because, I don't know, Shane Doan somehow pads his stats against <laughs> us because that can't happen anymore. Yeah. that's the, If nothing else, I don't have to see Shane Doan play against the Kings. And I think this is, it's going to be a good season because of that. Really nice guy, by the way, Shane Doan. He is. He's a sweetheart. I, 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 met, I met him in uh, Arizona. Really good guy. Has time for everybody. Um, glad he's not playing anymore, though. Yeah, like you said, exactly. That, that's, I'm not that's questioning fine. him as a human being. I'm be, sure he's, be an ambassador. he's a lovely ambassador. Yeah. <laughs> yes, ambassador. Ambassador. Yeah, exactly. Go ambass. <laughs> um, so Vancouver is last. Yes. Oh, so last. So so last. <laughs> uh, just a friendly reminder that we said that about the Vegas Golden Knights last season. That they would be dead last. and uh, So did everyone else. <laughs> so did everyone else, granted. And everyone now is saying Vancouver is going to be last, Vardy. Okay? So don't forget okay, that. Cool. Uh, cool. But no, it's, look, Canucks are the same team without the Sedins. Okay, do the math. It's, right. not, it's not very good. <laughs> and right. I, I think they were there. Those two led them in scoring last year, if I'm not mistaken. So uh, I can't remember if it, it was might them be, or Horvat. Horvat or Brock? Uh, no. Well, Bester he was injured. Hurt, yeah, man. That's right. He got injured. But, so so here are the stats. Brock Besser in 62 games had 55 points. Number one in scoring. Uh, number two is Daniel Sedin with 55. Well, they're tied, I guess. And then number three is Henrik Sedin. So mm-hmm. I, what I said, I guess, stands. is the same team without yeah. the Sedins. And they were... Yeah, you just took away 100 points, you basically. Just, exactly. Bo Horvat played 64 games, had 44 points. Um, Thomas Vanek was on that team? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Okay, so anyway, it's not. I, I can't imagine it's going to be good. Um, it'll be shocking if it is. So, I hope honestly. I hope uh, in my ideal scenario, the number one pick goes to Colorado by way of Ottawa, just so I could have a good chuckle, <laughs> and just so he uh, he stays out of the Pacific. So, yeah. Well, 
Yeah, I think that's how it works. <laughs> of course, there's always the uh, lingering idea of, um, you know, uh, Seattle having a team by sure, next season. Sure, and then, And then who knows how that'll go. Yeah. That's but anyway, true. that's that's a conversation for another episode. And uh, um, so, Vardy, let's break it down. We got our predictions in. Uh, mm-hmm. Now it's time for the big predictions, my friend. Uh, let's talk conference champions and the Stanley Cup champion. Okay. Um, out east, I think it's going to be Tampa Bay. Mm-hmm. I think I think they're just going to, despite everything Toronto has done, despite all of that, I think Tampa is has seen the mountain, seen someone else celebrate on top of the mountain, and they want to get there. Uh, so I, I think Tampa finds a way to get to the cup finals this year. All right. So, so that's and your East. What's that? that? So that's your Eastern Conference champion. That's my Eastern Conference champion. And that out is. West? Um, out West? I'm going to say San Jose. Ooh. I was afraid from your face that you might say that, from the look on your mug. It was it's it pains saddens you me. it, it pains does you. yeah it does it saddens me to look at that team and just find so much of what they've done good yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know yeah i just look at them like this is these are fantastic moves everything you've done has has been the right thing for your team and so i think they have all the necessary parts and again it's another team that sniffed you know has has been beaten on that door and trying to break through and you know maybe they're going to put up placards all around the locker room that say do it for joe or whatever it may be that gets them there but but i i just yeah it hurts me to hear it 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 hurts me just, to say just it. answer me this man just answer me this question do you have them winning the stanley cup no i think okay. tampa takes it bam we're back i think take i <laughs> we're think tampa back, takes baby. it <laughs> all right all right good okay uh, I have a, a little different viewpoint on this. Um, I think mine is more what I want to see versus what I truly in my heart believe will happen. I have, out of the West, the Winnipeg Jets in the Stanley Cup final. Okay. And then East, I have Toronto. So I have Winnipeg versus Toronto in the Stanley Cup final. In All what, Canadian In, in Cup what final? would be... Probably the most exhilarating <laughs> Stanley Cup final series in a long time. Um, I think, again, this is what I want. So I'm not even going to say I think. I want Winnipeg to go through the West to make it to the final. I want Toronto to make it to the final. And I want to see Canada melt down. That's right. For like, just have a two-week orgasm. Just for 13 days. I want to see them just go nuts. And you know what, man? It, it, from a pure entertainment perspective, I can't think of two better teams to watch to play for that. They're young. You know the speed and the excitement and the tenacity, the level of play with two young teams like that who have elite players at such a young age with like kind of, I don't know, fire drill hockey just running around oh, yeah. making plays that's Damn, what i want to see it's must see tv no question and i have the toronto maple leafs winning the stanley cup which will cause wow a tremendous <laughs> amount of damage to the city of toronto in the best way possible 
I just want them to go crazy, man. They, you know what? They deserve it. They they deserve it. Go nuts, guys. Toronto wins the cup. John Tavares in his first season is going to ask himself, I, why didn't I do this sooner? <laughs> That's right. Oh, because I couldn't. Yeah. That's why. Uh, again. Because uh, the NHL CBA prevents me from being able to do so. This is what I want to see. I hope it happens. Uh in terms of reality, yours is probably a little, okay. bit, a little bit closer to reality. No, it's fine. It's, it's fun yeah. to dream. It's fun to dream. That's what we do on the Bannerman. We dream. That's right. In fact, Apparently, this, neither this podcast... one of us dream about the Kings making the cup finals. Though. Oh, no. Interestingly let's, 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 come on. Let's not get crazy. I mean, Toronto is doable. Um, so do you, do, you, uh, do you have any predictions for end-of-season awards? Uh, I'll give it a Just shot. Just kind of wrap it yeah, up because we're mean, pushing could, up here against two hours. <laughs> close to. Yeah, uh, we should probably wrap it up soon. But um, let's see. McDavid, Art Ross. Okay. Really going out on a limb there. I, I uh, agree on that one. I think I'm going to have him winning the heart as well. I have Tavares winning the heart. Oh, that's very interesting. Very interesting. Okay, that's um, why. <laughs> why do you have that? Um, I think... I think he's just going to bring a different level of play to that team. Mm-hmm. And um, and I realize they're not going to win the division based on my rankings. And so it's a little conflicting. Yeah. But I just think he's going to – I think he's going to stand out way more uh, as a as a presence right. in the NHL in Toronto than he ever did in the Islanders. Okay. Even though everyone like already it. knew that he was a solid player, I think in Toronto he's just going to have a little more – you know, it's not an East Coast bias thing either. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not making it that kind of a. You know, like Toronto's a hockey universe. Everyone loved it. it's. It's just going to be one of those like, okay, now we can really see what this guy can do when he's got a little bit of help around him. That kind of thing. Okay, I could. I could do that. Um, I'm gonna say. I don't know. Vesna. I'll give it to Vasilevsky. I agree. Um, the Norris. I'm gonna give it to Eric Carlson. Damn it. So do I. Let's <laughs> see. I'm going off the top of my head here, man. Uh, Calder, I'm giving it to Rasmus Dahlin. That's an easy okay. one. That's an easy one, right? Like, everyone would say that. What's left, Party? Did I get him? Selkie. I'm going to give that to you. I think Kopi takes it. I think he goes two for two. Oh, back to back. He goes back to back. I like it. Yes. I like it. I think he's, again, for the same reasons. I think that offensively, He's. He, I don't think he's going to put up 90 points, but I think he's a lock for 80 points, in my opinion. Okay. And uh, especially if, you know, Brown's out for a little while, I think he's really going to step it up again, just like he did last year with Carter being out. All right. So I think Kopi wants two for two. Beautiful. Beautiful. That's I'm, where I'm at uh, with it. So I'm going to predict that Kopi wins it too then. All right. Everything else was the same. Might as well. Yeah. Might as well. Yeah. I don't well, have a prediction for the Jack Adams. I, I'm just it's whichever think, team over Yeah. Cheese. Exactly. Um, looking at my predictions, let's see. Uh, Jack Adams winner will be who's Florida's coach? Yeah, I don't know that guy. Florida's coach. <laughs> Congratulations! <laughs> you won the Jack Adams. <laughs> Yeah, there we are. There, take it to the bank, guys. Put your money on Florida's coach. <laughs> all, all in on that. Guy. All the way. And if you figure out his name, <laughs> let us know. Exactly. All right, guys. That was episode twenty-seven, Vardy. 
Whose episode was this? We never got around to it. That's right. That's right. I didn't have a chance to. It was uh, episode 27, the Glenn Muzz Murray episode, I love everyone. It. I love it. Couldn't think of a better guy. Um, brought us Jason Allison in a trade. Right. And now back on the King's staff. This one's for you, Glenn Murray. I know you listen. You all do. All you guys do. We know it. That's right. All right. Uh, until next time, which will be, uh, I'm going to go ahead and say probably the Adam Deadmarsh episode, Vardy, to kick off the season. Maybe. Maybe. Vardy, Vardy gets I might, crazy. I might dip into the archives. I don't want to make it too easy for people. Hey, fair you enough. Gotta, Steve Duchesne's gotta, out there. He's floating around. You, you could... got to work for your Popcornopolis with me, guys. It ain't going to be easy trivia. I'm with it, Jared Stoll. I'm with it. All right. <laughs> <laughs> we'll see you guys next time. Please subscribe on iTunes. Leave us a review. Uh hit us up on twitter we also now have a facebook fan page you can get involved there uh we're building that up too so anywhere anytime you can listen to us any device you have everything you own just bannerman it out bling it out with bannerman that's right alexa play the bannerman exactly it will do so maybe we'll send you just a sound clip of Vardy saying that and you guys can make that your ring and that'll work out anyway guys we'll see you next time thank you You've been listening to The Bannerman, an L.A. Kings podcast.